You're listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online. That means I'm Andrew Mackay-Smith because I'm the only one who does this. Hope you're well during this very strange time in our lives. COVID-19, you can just about piss off right about now. Anyway, this will be good for what ails you because I've got a conversation coming up with Blue Mountains, New South Wales, which is near Sydney in Australia. Based singer-songwriter, and he's rather a good guitarist as well, CJ Stranger. Now, the reason for the conversation with CJ is to promote the three singles that he's got out. Fool's Gold will be out May 15, 2020. And apart from that, he's got one called Outlaw. And what's the other one called again? Strange One. There you go. It's all great stuff, it must be said. But here he is, CJ Stranger. Yeah, very strange, mate. It works. Of course it works. <laughs> cool. Of course it works, mate. What's been happening? Mate? <laughs> Sorry, what was that? What, what's been happening? What you been up to? I suppose what we've all been up to, which is not much. <laughs> yeah, man, it's been a, it's been an interesting time. Um, I've actually uh, uh, I've got a I've had a baby. Me and my wife have just had a baby in the last uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, so that's taken up most of our time in the last in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> well, I've been there myself. I've got two daughters, so I remember. I, I remember it like as if it was five minutes ago, you forget about yesterday because uh, it never leaves you, you know, especially the first one. I remember that yeah. every, every day of every, every, every day of the first week with her taking her out of hospital and driving her home. I don't, Oh, it's funny you mentioned that actually. I was just thinking for some random reason, I was thinking the most careful I've ever been on the road was when I drove my wife and our baby home. Oh man, I totally, I've totally, I, I experienced that exact thing. It's suddenly <laughs> like this huge weight of responsibility. <laughs> It's incredible, isn't it? When you're driving, yeah. It does, yeah. And and you think, oh, shit. You know, and, and not that, believe me, I've, I've had my fair share of speeding tickets, but nothing else. I've been, never been a hoon or a dickhead or anything. But yeah. but you, you still sort of think, should I drive like this all the time? But then, you know, my, my kids are five and six years of age these days and, uh, you know, they're screaming in the back and stuff and I'm sitting there saying, shut up or whatever, you know. And <laughs> you'll get, you'll, you'll, you, you too shall be there. Yeah, it's all ahead of me, yeah. <laughs> Mate, so let's talk about the music. I, I've got, i tell you what I've got. I've got the two singles that Lee sent yep. through. So one is Outlaw and Strange One. And uh, I know that there's a single due to be released on the 15th of May called Fool's Gold. So yep. when I, when I, so I haven't heard that one yet, but I've definitely been listening to the other two. So when I'm not too familiar with an artist, I jot down some musical references so people listening to the podcast can actually investigate further. So what I hear with your music, and I know this is a lazy reference, so so forgive me here, but I hear that out-country vibe, but I just couldn't think of any other way to, you know, the broadest yeah. description uh, available. But then I went deeper and I thought, so it might be like under the broader banner of out-country, but then you, I hear Wilco, Ryan Adams and Sun Vault. But of course, you've actually got your own thing going on as well because you are an original. But, yeah, well, I, I love her. I definitely love yeah. Wilco a lot, and I definitely went through a Ryan Adams phase at one point, so that all makes sense. <laughs> well, that's great, because that was going to be my, my point amongst all of that. Do you agree with my observations, and what else can you tell the audience about your music? Um, yeah, well, I love. I definitely love Wilco, and I love one of the things I love about that band is how they take kind of, I suppose, kind of folk writing you know, in the style of like, you know, from the 60s or whatever, but then they bring this whole kind of modern experimental element to it with soundscapes and and they just, they have no rules, you know, those guys, which is great. Yeah. Like every album's different. Um, it is. Yeah. And 
Yeah, and so I definitely, I definitely in the last few years have, have, have been listening to a lot of Wilco. So actually, you're the first person that's picked up on that influence. That's really interesting. Sweet. Yeah, um, I, I listen to so much music. Look, a lot, look, my podcast is predominantly centered around heavy metal and punk and alternative artists, but I actually listen to everything. The only thing, and I've been, uh, and a young fellow from Adelaide there has picked up on this, is that I don't like hip hop. So he's given me some artists to listen to from the uh, from the world of hip hop. But generally, mate, I've actually got classical and jazz more on more than anything else, far more than anything else because you know why because i'm too busy with the kids exactly for that reason i I can't tune into things and metal is just forces you to listen to it or it's too stressful yeah understand there's there's too much going on and you want to you want to go ah you know listen to devon townsend that ain't background music (laughs) no 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 you know yeah you totally need to be focused to listen to heavy music i i I go through that as well (laughs) yeah but you know the other thing i like about when i read your bio is that you you play a very unique guitar and i'm a guitarist and a bass player myself so I, i love diving into this aspect of musical performance because the instrument you play is extremely important when you are creating there's no doubt now now i understand you built a guitar made out of other guitars so it's uniquely yours and at first what i thought i could hear was a single coil telecaster that was before i read your bio when i was just listening to the music now i've always said that if you can get your sound right just with the guitar itself and your fingers you need to do bugger all editing post recording i.e playing with plugins in the door and when you're putting it all together for the recording sake when you're releasing it so you have pulled a killer guitar tone congratulations on that so can you tell me about the guitar Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. So the the guitar that I've I've kind of put together, I collected parts for about a year. Um, I was actually on tour, um, um, playing guitar in a band, and uh, so I got to travel a bit, and I was I was kind of collecting parts. And um, I've always loved uh, like Ry Cooter. He he um nice. he 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 ripped a lap steel pickup off this. Uh, um, I think it was an. Yeah, I was Supro, off an old Supro lap steel guitar, and he ripped that um, pickup off, and it actually goes over the top of the strings. It's this massive chunk of metal, mm-hmm. and uh, and he put that on his Strat, <laughs> and, uh, and like that's how he got that kind of really gnarly slide tone because it's, it's a single coil pickup, but it goes over the top of the strings, and so you get this like weird magnetic sustain and almost like a, t- a touch of like chorus sound to it um anyway so i, I got one of those pickups because this guy in england makes them um okay. so he, he he like makes these pickups so so that was kind of the main element and then i just you know got a um i got like a jazz master body it's purple and so it looks pretty it's crazy jazz, i was gonna ask you if it's a, it looks like a jaguar body actually but it's a jazz master well i don't actually it could actually be jaguar i don't know are they um are they slightly different uh, it, to, to be honest, it looks like a Jaguar, but I could be wrong. I'm not I'm not an expert, but I've just played a lot of guitars yeah. in my time, and I'm interested, so I tend to dive into these yeah. things. But, but yeah, it's it, definitely that offset shape. Um, so I think it could either be a Jaguar or, or a Jazzmaster. But um, yeah, I just got like this kind of body off off the internet, and then um, yeah. collected all the other parts, and they were pretty high end parts. I, I took a while to get it, and then my buddy, um, he's a bit of a luthier, so like I, I'm not that handy myself. I, I did a few things. But he mainly uh, put it together for me, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Yeah. Look, did, did you have a? Did you? Do you? You sound like as though you do everything yourself, like you don't need anybody else around you. But is that the case, or did you have a band around you when you were recording these two singles? Oh, I love playing with a band. So yeah, I have my brother's a um, a bass player around town in Sydney, and so he plays bass in my band. And then, um, my, yeah, my friend Harry uh, played the drums. So I liked. I, I write all the songs myself pretty much, and then I um bring him to the band 
but um, yeah, I love I love playing with a band. <laughs> do you do do you do that thing where you've already got the song worked out and you just go, guys, do your thing in a rehearsal room? Is that is that how it works? Pretty much. And when you've played with musicians long enough, especially like my brother, we've played music together since we were very little. Um, so you, you have that kind of trust. And so with these guys, I definitely can just throw it to them. And I know that what they do will be awesome. And then we'll just, we kind of nut it out together, you know. But, um, mm. but I, yeah, I definitely have all the lyrics and the, and the basic song together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The video, the video, is a strange one. I'm enjoying that, actually, i got to say. Because as, <laughs> as a kid, I, I remember there was this uh, model train shop near my house and I, I couldn't we were poor as kids to be honest so we couldn't afford shit but i just go in there and and just look at this stuff and i loved it and and it was a real it was a big thing back in the 80s and 90s i think it probably died out in the 90s these miniature railway sets but mate where's that one located uh that one's actually right near uh, my house in my suburb of blacksland in the blue mountains um yeah i actually grew up uh, my grandfather makes those miniature trains. So, uh, I so grew you know what up, I mean, then. Yeah, you know about it being a big thing man. back in the day. Yeah. Oh, man. Like my family are kind of train nuts. <laughs> so, uh, I kind of grew up going to those railways a lot of weekends as a kid. And yeah. um, I actually wanted to try and use one of my grandfather's trains, but unfortunately, um, he's getting on a bit and we couldn't quite work it out. But yeah, this, this kind of. Uh, kind little railway in Blackson called Wasco Siding. Um, they let us they let us hoon around on it. Uh, and mm. this really nice guy called um, um, yeah, I forget his name, but he, uh, he brought his little <laughs> steam train along and we and we fanged around. It was pretty fun. Awesome. Now you mentioned Blacksland there. Now I actually know where that is in the Blue Mountains. So I bet at the moment it is bloody freezing where you are. Mm. It's getting cold. There was a bit of snow further up the other day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's getting cold here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but your bio also mentions that you either grew up or spent some time in uh, North Melbourne, I think it was, and also uh, Western Sydney. As for people who don't know, the Blue Mountains is, even though it's beyond Western Sydney, it's actually got nothing to do with Western Sydney. So they're two distinct geographical locations. So, and you mentioned that that those three locations actually inform a lot of your writing. So can you tell me how that happens? Yeah, well, actually, I don't know about the the Melbourne thing, but I lived in the inner west of Sydney for a while, and then I grew up. Um, yeah, I grew up in the Hawkesbury. Um, definitely the Inner West influenced my writing a lot because I probably lived there for about 12 years. Uh, and that's where I've done a lot of my music making. Um, it's only in the last year that I've actually moved up to the, the Blue Mountains. Um, although I've always come up to the Blue Mountains to make music. A few of my friends have studios up here. And it's always kind of been a place that I've come to to record. Um, one of my friends has a solar-powered uh, recording studio in the bush pretty awesome and uh so yeah so i do a lot of recording there um so there's definitely like the peace and quiet of the mountains has always cleared my head from for music writing um but yeah the busyness of the inner west and that's where a lot of music happens in sydney when we're not all in isolation (laughs) and uh uh, so yeah i definitely kind of cut my teeth doing gigs around there so definitely those two things inform it and i suppose growing up in the hawkesbury um me and my brothers used to play at the local pub when we were yeah. underage, <laughs> which is interesting. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. It was very – I went through a boarding school in Sydney, and I remember the Blue Mountains was kind of a bit like the Wild Wild West back in those days. I don't know it's gentrified <laughs> these days, but is it? Is it? are there a lot more places for you to play up near you these days apart uh, from the one, one – I know Hawkesbury is very different to Blue Mountains. I get that. but Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, around you there, are there – I assume that there are a lot of sort of – I don't know what you're Yeah, I'm kind of in the – 
Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of in the lower mountains. Uh, but once you get up higher, there is quite a few bars, like especially when you get up around Katoomba um, and, and higher up. There's a lot of bars in Katoomba that I play at um, just from like kind of – there's like shows that they put on proper gigs, quite a few bookers up there. And then there's also just a bunch of bars to do blues gigs in, which is pretty fun. Nice, blues um, gigs. Yeah. Yeah. Kill yeah. Yeah. What about um, at this particular point in time? Of course, the whole world is 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 under the knife of this bloody pandemic. So, I'm in a block of interviews at the moment, and I am asking the same question because I'm curious for the response. But music like yours needs to be heard by people, not just in Australia but abroad. And with music like yours too, it's the live arena that is the proving ground. People want to come and see you and they want to support you because they've seen you live and they've joined the dots there. You can't do that at the moment. So how do you promote these excellent singles that you've got out? Yeah, it's been an interesting one to try and try and figure that out. Um, what I'm currently doing for my for my next single, um, which you mentioned, Fool's Gold, is coming out on the 15th. Um, what I'm actually trying to do for that, I've got a whole bunch of my friends to record parts to like a guide track I've done. Um, and I'm like, I've got about 10 different friends and they're all playing on it. I'm going to try and put it all together. And, uh, and they've all also done a video of themselves playing the part. So then I'm going to try nice. and do this like massive isolation video clip with about 10 different screens in it. So it's going to be a, a bunch of work. I just, my friend just sent me the drums actually. So, so it's, it's, it's rolling, but, um, there's going to be a lot of layers, but that's one thing I'm, I'm trying. I've seen a couple of people do do that um, kind of because it's hard. Unfortunately, with lag and the internet, you know, it's so hard to play live with another person. Um, it just doesn't work yet. Um, no, I agree. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how these bands have been doing it actually because you know, people bang on about how bad our internet is, but it's still one of the best in the world. You oh, understand? Yeah. Like you know, I mean, it's not perfect, but I look at these bands like uh, the guys in Testament, like Alex Skolnick, great guitarists and stuff, but they're playing. They're playing in different cities along with each other in these Skype videos. Well, what to me, what look like Skype videos, I guess they're Zoom videos or whatever the newfangled technology is called these days. Zoom seems to have taken over Skype uh, for the yeah. purposes of meetings and the like. But I don't know how they're doing it with the lag, to your point, because there are some conversations I have with people and there's dead set a two-second delay. So how the hell can you play music yeah. when that's the case? Yeah, I, I very much doubt they're playing it live. I think that what they, they do is they record it separately and then they make it look like a zoom meeting you know um i think that's the way forward i don't know i could be wrong but the no, i've I done a bit of right. research yeah. on it yeah i've done a bit of research on it and um i don't think they've quite cracked how to be able to play live with someone at the same time across the internet yet but you never know hopefully that technology will come soon maybe that'll be a good thing out of this this uh isolation time <laughs> look i remember i tell you i remember in the 90s I used to work in telecommunications, so I get the technological side of things. And mm. what DJs used to use to collaborate with each other live, this is back when the internet, like I'm talking 1995 and 1996 is this far back, but they were using ISDN2. So right. they were using ISDN, ISDN connections, which gave them a faster upload. Like it's still not, it's nowhere near what it is now, but it allowed them to create fairly simple stuff that could sync at the it was there was I don't think there was any lag time or thereabouts. So it's wow. not a new it's not a new thing. Yeah, I mean people have been right. depends on the depends on the medium I think and how big yeah. the files file sizes are that you're trying to send down the very narrow pipe of NBN as we use in Australia or ADSL in other countries or cable or whatever yep. it might be. But there's still something to it. And there's still some yeah because I yeah I, I I know what you're saying and I think it's only dawned on me now that's exactly how they're doing it. They're pre pre bloody recording it and then. Putting it together in 
Premiere Pro or any other software yeah. and making yep. it look like as though they're playing along live, which is a bit of a disappointment in some ways, but then how else are the hell they going to do it? Yeah, it is, it is like not as, not as good, but you know, I think that's one of the things. I think a lot of musicians are definitely upskilling in terms of video editing at the moment. I know I am. I've suddenly, oh God, yeah. suddenly learned how to do video editing, which is, what, uh, you know, something good. <laughs> what are you, are you using Premiere or using um, Apple, whatever it's I use, called, uh, iMovie or whatever? Final Cut, yeah. Yeah, Final Cut on, oh, um, yes. on Apple. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm back mm. at uni these days at the grand old age. I'm almost done, actually, so I'll, I'll transition. Oh, what delicate. are you studying? Journalism. Um, oh, sweet. So I'm at Bond here on the Gold Coast, and uh, nice. I was I was a tele, an account executive for many years at Telstra, and uh, I just got fed up with it. It was ridiculous, and for me personally, and uh, it just the demands on your time and your energy levels. And if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. So I just figured I had to reskill, and I didn't think at the time when I left it would be uni, but I quickly realised it needed to be. So I've learned how to use all of these Adobe programs as a courtesy of them. Yeah, right. You know, cool, that, that's the whole, good, man. Whole subjects, yeah, and it's I do it now. I wouldn't say with my eyes closed, but I can certainly get something that looks semi-professional fairly quickly as long as I spend the time with it and I know what the brief is. I can get yeah, it done. Great. And I think a lot of people are in that boat, though. This is kind of like a bit yeah. of a universe, an opportunity to go back to school for people in this COVID nineteen yep. thing. Yeah, man. Yeah, a lot of people have been learning some new skills, and so hopefully, yeah, that's that's one real positive out of this time. Hmm. Hey, tell me about your lyrics as well. Uh, I know we talked about where, where you live informed your writing and stuff like that, but there's more than yep. that going on. I can definitely hear that. So what, what, what are you about your lyrical inspirations? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's interesting. With the, the CJ Stranger kind of moniker that I've taken on, um, it's kind of given me an opportunity to really explore songwriting uh, from different perspectives um, because it's not just me. Um, it's kind of this kind of character. Um, it's really allowed me to write uh, in a creative way and explore some different perspectives. Like definitely there's still some personal stuff and stuff that's close to my heart that I write about because, you know, sure. that's like the best best thing to – best place to write from. But it also uh, allows me to be creative. So like with my song Outlaw, I kind of – I was ruminating about like uh, fiction and like outlaw desert characters and why we find that appealing. Um, and why we find that kind of lifestyle interesting and why do we watch movies and read books about outlaws. Uh, and then I kind of compared it to my own life. <laughs> and so that's – so, so yeah, but it kind of gave me this opportunity to imagine being an outlaw, and so that was kind of fun. But in terms of, like, influences, I definitely like Bob Dylan, and it was I went through a huge Bob Dylan phase, you know, in terms of lyric writing. He's just incredible the amount of stuff he's put out. Um, and like Leonard Cohen and those kind of great writers. Um, in terms of more modern guys, I really like some of the bands out of Philadelphia. Um, Kurt Vile, I love Kurt Vile. Um, mm-hmm. Courtney Barnett, she's an Aussie. Yep, I love yep. her her lyric style. She just um, she has this kind of I love that kind of rambling lyrical style sometimes, where you can just throw out heaps of ideas and kind of paint pictures. Um, so yeah, there's a few. I'm hearing you. A few yeah, people, you. yeah. yeah. Well, I better wrap things up. I've got to go to the next one. But before we do, yeah, with your music, okay, I know you've got a Facebook presence. But outside of that, what can people do to get into your music and contact you? Uh, yeah, well, I'm on all those kind of different social things. You can find my music on Spotify. Um, Bandcamp actually is really good. I've started putting Bandcamp's all my songs up there. Yeah, yeah Bandcamp is probably my favorite because 
and they're being really good at this time to artists as well. Like they're, yes. they're, they're having days where they're actually giving 100% to artists like every few weeks, which is amazing and very kind. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably say check out my music on Bandcamp, just CJ Stranger. Um, I do have a website as well, um, cjstranger.com or maybe CJ Stranger Music. I can't remember, one mm. of the two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so all those kind of normal avenues. And, uh, and yeah, when we're not in quarantine, I'll hopefully be doing shows. <laughs> well, I, li- I like what you're doing. I love what you're doing. I love your guitar tone, as, as I mentioned up the top there. Your guitar tone is something to be admired. So I think oh, if any- Thanks, Andrew. If anybody listening wants wants to, well, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but wants to reach out to you or something like that, I'm sure you won't mind. You know, in terms of because yeah, there's, there's so many people that just don't get the relationship between player and guitar, and they think you can yeah. pick up any guitar and just make it happen. And look, you know, there's those myths about Keith Richards being able to do that, but personally, I think it's bullshit. You know, you've got to have your setup, and you've got to. And I've been playing Music Man basses for for 25 years at this point, or something. And the reason for that is, and and making guitars too. And the reason cool. for that is because they both work for me. So as a guitarist, I like Maiden, and as a bass player, I like Music Men. And because I cool. know when I get up there on stage, and I've got to being a covers musician as I am, and I've got to play up to 60 songs a night, the last thing I want to be doing is worrying about my hardware. I don't want to be thinking about it, as a matter of fact. And I think that really comes through with your stuff, is that you've got that trust in your instrument to do what you want it to do, that relationship. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I I definitely like classic. Like, I love a telecaster and I love it to death. But I also like having weird and wonderful other guitars that are kind of quirky and weird, like I've got a baritone guitar and a resonator. I like guitars. Basically, I like guitars that have their own character. Um, yeah, if I, I pick it. them up, yeah. if I pick them up and they kind of have their own thing, and then they make me play in a different way, like that's what I love in an instrument. So um, I'm always always looking for interesting instruments like that. There you go. All right. Well, thanks for the chat, brother. It's been enlightening, and people listening, get out there and support CJ Stranger. There you go. Thanks so much, Andrew. Appreciate the chat, man. Thanks, brother. No worries. Talk to you later. See you later. Catch you, mate. Bye. You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that interview subject was Blue Mountains-based singer-songwriter and very good guitarist, it must be said, CJ Stranger. Thanks for listening.